Another week, another big batch of stories. This is Clarksville's number one podcast that talks about stories that are on ClarksvilleNow.com. The Clarksville Rundown. My name is Ryan Pluckelman. Um, as always, with me on the Clarksville Rundown, the editor-in-chief of ClarksvilleNow.com. It's Chris Smith. Hey, Ryan. Hello, Chris. So, you keep saying it's the number one podcast. I gotta come up with something new. I mean, but isn't it, is it not the number one podcast in Clarksville? Uh, I believe it is actually. No, I mean, I, it is. It yeah, is actually. I, mean, I yeah. think we can say that. Yeah, I think we can safely say that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too braggy. Yeah, but I mean, we've got like at least two hundred and fifty downloads a week. More than that. Well, I mean, the top ones have done like four or five hundred. Averaging like five hundred a week, dude. Get yeah. with it. All right. You have the program. It's pretty darn awesome. Five hundred people that have nothing better to do with their spare time. But hey, that's okay. We appreciate hey, you spending time with us. These are people who appreciate quality content. <laughs> quality content that cannot be delivered through any other medium than Chris and Ryan. Exactly. If you're new and for some reason you were clicking around on your phone and you accidentally started this thing and you're wondering, what the heck are these, are these two jackholes? <laughs> what are they doing? Every week we break down the biggest stories on ClarksvilleNow.com. Listen, you can just download this thing. And, and listen to it, mm-hmm. and you should know everything that's going on in town. Everything going on. Give or take. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and we're going to prove it this week, because just because it's not coming from us doesn't mean it's not news. Okay, so we're going to give we'll, you a little bonus. Yeah, there's extra info here. We're going to throw uh, a, an old journalism rag a bone. <laughs> that's right. Coming up <laughs> on this episode of the Clarksville Rundown yeah. with Chris and Ryan. All right. Uh, top story this week. This one. I, you know, we got a pitch about this is, you know, hey, you know, I want to tell her the story of our family. And I read it and I thought that can't be true. That can't be right. And uh, we looked into it and man, this is a a heartbreaker. Just be warned. If you're a hypochondriac, Mm. you're going to want to skip past the story (laughs) you might because this will ruin your life. This is scary. Yeah. Um, so this guy, uh, he and his girlfriend moved to Clarksville in the last uh, couple of years. And uh, he woke up with these uh, flu symptoms. He had fever. He had upset uh, stomach. He, had, he was coughing, um, which, you know, a lot of people go through that, especially this time of year, flu season going around. Yeah. Um, but then his hands and his feet started going numb. And uh, the guy's 55 years old. So he walked into the uh, Tenova Sango ER yeah. Um, saying, yeah, I, and he walked in right, on yeah. his own feet, walked yeah. in, said, I just don't feel right. You know, got these symptoms. And then within a matter of hours, he was being life flighted to Nashville. Wow. Um, and a few days later, they amputated one of his arms. I think it, I don't know if it was his arms first or leg first, but within a matter of a couple of weeks, they have amputated both of his arms and both of his legs. Um, he had a bacterial infection that went septic. Wow. Holy cow, you, you go to the ER thinking they're going to give you some, some Theraflu or something mm-hmm. or whatever they give you when you have flu-like symptoms. Right. And then the next thing you know, you no longer have arms or legs. Yeah, yeah. And now he went, this wasn't like an infection he picked up at the hospital. This right. was, he went into the hospital with this uh, bacterial infection um, that had apparently already started going septic. And that's why his arms and legs were going numb. Wow. Yeah. So um, he is... Uh, you know, I, it, it, you think about what you would do in a situation like that, you know, the, the despair, the, yeah. the, you know, but he, um, he's apparently in as bad as good spirits as you can get. Um, Jordan went and interviewed him. Jordan Renfro, yeah. a reporter, went to interview him at um, TriStar Skyline in Nashville. Yeah. 
And he was in there joking around with the nurses um, who were giving him physical therapy. Um, his arms, you know, what's remains of his arms and legs is all in bandages. Yeah. And they're trying to help him build up his core because he's going to need a lot of core strength, yeah. you know, now. And um, he was um, he was joking with them and everything about, um, you know, they were telling him, you know, smile for your pretty picture. And he was like saying pretty, right. you know, because right. he's got, he had skin graft on his nose from, he's the, from some of the skin on his body has also had infections because of the bacterial infection. So, so he had to have even more. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, Lots did, of skin grafts because the infection spread through his skin. I mean, first of all, you got to give the guy kudos for having a sense of humor about it. Because mm-hmm. how do you deal with something like that? Right. I, I mean, mean, humor is about the only way you can do it. Exactly. Did you did you find out how common this is? Like, this seems like a one in a million. I mean, it's not common. Um, you know, infections. I mean, this is just me talking off the top of my head, but you know, generally, infections don't go this far and don't get this severe because we have penicillin now. You right. Know, back right. in the day. I don't know, half the population would die of infections. You know, you scratch yourself or you get bitten by a, a dog or whatever, you're you're going to die of an infection Right in the days before we had penicillin and other antibiotics. But now, you know, something like that happens and you take an antibiotic or you, you know, put, put some antibiotic cream or an injection right. of antibiotics and that prevents the infection from spreading and, it, you know, di- dials it back. But if you don't catch it, um, it can go septic. And that basically means... You're, you get sepsis, your body is overwhelmed by the infection and gangrene and stuff like that sets in because your body is trying to get rid of the, you know, the infection and starts losing. Well, we hope this guy, you know, keeps his sense of humor. Yeah. He's got a long battle ahead of him. But yeah, he's got his, um, his girlfriend and his, um, and her kids, which he like considers, yeah. you know, his, uh, his own children and they're just kind of seeing him through. And when Jordan was interviewing, he broke up crying a few times, talking about how much he loved his family yeah. and how they were supporting him through all of this. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a real situation. And again, if you're a hypochondriac, don't go to ClarksvilleNow.com and read more about this yeah. story. If you're not, just the spirit of this gentleman alone, mm-hmm. you you'd be inspired by that. Because I don't know how many of us could say we would be in those types of spirits. Right. Dealing with what he's having to deal with. Yeah. And, um, and you know, we don't mind saying he's got a GoFundMe set up, um, you know, to help him and his family through this. You know, obviously it's a real need. Yes, know? absolutely. Um, this isn't just some random social media post. Um, this guy's got a you know, major situation. We checked that. We checked and made sure everything was right on this before we posted the GoFundMe page. Yeah. Yeah. We don't just throw GoFundMe's out there for, for nothing. You know, we, um, we check them out. If it's legitimate, then we, we don't mind sharing it. You can find that on ClarksvilleNow.com. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next story. Um, so 10 under 40, this is something we like to do at the, uh, turn of each year. Um, and that's recognize um, young people in our community who have really already Grandpa, started making a difference. Look at, look at you go, young people. They're well, 40 I'm, years old or in their 30s. Right. Well, I'm not. I'm 55. Sound like an old man, old I grampy. Uh, yeah. Hey, grampy, why don't you break down <laughs> them young people that are doing great things for our community? Yeah. These but, I mean, whippersnappers. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, when you're, when you're in, in your 20s or 30s yeah. and you're already making a difference, you know that you're gonna. There's gonna be big things to come, and uh, and I'll tell you, it's mm-hmm. it's not that many of them, you know. Because in making this, there's list, only ten. I've done this uh, this this story two years in a row, and going through trying to find people who are really making a difference, who are under forty years old. It's not that easy to find. Usually, the people who are the movers and shakers in our community are older than 40, Yeah, you know, but these are people who are very young, just starting out, and they're really doing cool stuff. How tempted were you to call it? 10 under 40 
10 whippersnappers who are helping to shape Clarksville's future. How tempted were you to call them? <laughs> Let's see. I got to think about how to spell whip. Would whippersnappers be one word? Yeah. You're the word, word guy. Yeah, because otherwise it would be, you know, uh, a whipper of snappers. Right. That would right. be two words. Right. Uh, if you're hyphenated, that would be apply something else. So it would be, be one word. Yeah. All of that. <laughs> the whole thing about Chris going like, you have no idea how hard it is to find 10 people that are amazing under under 40. He's saying that because next year the list is going to be five because that will require less work on Chris's part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, man. Five under 40. I got a squirrel scrape in the barrel three yeah. years in. <laughs> five whippersnappers that are making a difference. <laughs> yeah. Who are some of these whippersnappers, right. Grampy? Uh, I'll, go th- I'll go through the list. We're not going to give the detail on each one. If you want the details on each one, you can look it up. But, That's um, what's called the teaser, folks. If we gave yeah. you all the info now, there'd be no reason for you to go to ClarksvilleNow.com. Yeah. So, um, these, uh, these are the 10. And they're in alphabetical order. They're, right. This is not a ranking. They're in, and this isn't the 10 most. These are just 10 people who. Yeah. Okay. So Matt, I added the most yeah. in there. So Matt Cunningham. Yes, Matt Cunningham is responsible for the Old Glory uh, Distillery, which I will give them mountains of credit. I've kind of gotten into distillery tours. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 a, I'm a bourbon and a Tennessee whiskey drinker, and yeah. I, I love going on tours. Um, that's what my wife and I do now that our kids are nearly all gone. So we're like, what yeah. do you want to do? Let's go to the distillery. The, the outfit that they have there. So you've um, done the tour. I've done the tour like yeah, four cool. times. Um, they are, they do a fantastic job. Old glory distilling is really producing some fantastic spirits right now. Mm-hmm. You always wonder when you get started, I mean, to, to upstart and just starting to make bourbon, right? Why would you go up against people that have been doing that for decades? Yeah, in the entire state of Kentucky. Exactly. They're putting out a really fantastic product right now. I will say their bottled and bond uh, uh, bourbon is fabulous. It's really good. They're, they really should be proud of what they're putting yeah. out of Old Glory. And then the fact that you add the restaurant to it now I'm a big fan of Old Glory. Yeah, yeah, because now they're they're getting ready to do a restaurant, which is you know yeah, it's pretty interesting. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So what is he under? He's under forty. Yeah, he's under forty. Okay, all right, good. Yeah, all right. I, I had to do so, a little bit of background checking on these folks. <laughs> Chris checked of, IDs at the little door, little bit of snooping, a <laughs> little bit of snooping. <laughs> You're not gonna sneak one past out, me. All right, what year did they graduate from high school? According to their LinkedIn, you, you know, had to do some math stuff. too, didn't you? Because yeah. also I want it to be a surprise. Yeah, you know, so I'm not gonna call call up, you know, some young businesswoman and say, so how old are you? <laughs> you know? Hey, hey, it's Chris Smith from ClarksvilleNow.com. Hey, how old are you, girl? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, next one up, Andrew Dawkins. I'm I hope not I'm familiar with his her. first name correctly. Yeah. Um, he is the owner of uh, Jamrock uh, Caribbean oh, okay. Buffet. All right, cool. Um, yeah. yeah, so my wife was reading nice. about this the other day. And she's like, oh, I didn't realize we had a Jamaican restaurant in town. Mm-hmm. We do. And he's from Jamaica. All right. Um, so yeah, so great. Check that out. Okay. Uh, Alexis Goins. Yeah, all state agents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she's been doing a lot of cool stuff, um, not just her business, but also some of the community initiatives that she's been doing and giving money back to the community. All right. Uh, Maria Haycraft. Not familiar with Maria. Um, she is the operator or founder of ArtLink Clarksville. Oh, great organization. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They do that All annual right. Artsville Fest. Yeah. 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 And then... You know, I almost didn't didn't think about this because I was thinking about thirty year olds and stuff like that. But Haven Madison, yes, she's under forty. Uh huh. Yeah. Our very own Clarksville American Idol. That's right. Going to be a superstar. Uh, next up, Ambar Marquis. Um, she is a member of the city council who's been asking a lot of great questions, keeping people on their toes. Uh, but she's also been in an effort to install little free libraries around town. Very nice. We have one of those in my neighborhood. Yeah, and uh, Autumn Simmons. 
Um, she is a county commissioner, um, and she is. Uh, I noticed this when we were, you know, looking stuff up. Uh, just recently, she was named um, to the Republican National Committee's Youth Advisory Council. Oh wow! Yeah, we're gonna be having a story on that. Yeah, coming up pretty soon. Ooh, a little spoiler alert! A little spoiler alert. Um, and uh, complex simplicity. I don't think this is her birth name, <laughs> but uh, complex simplicity. She is the. Um, she's a spoken word poet. Um, she is uh, part respond one of the people responsible for the power of words events at a good people lounge. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's a spoken word place. They do these events, um, poetry and stuff. I have a feeling the Simplicity family did not name their daughter Complex, but yeah, you know, it's kind of the name. cool thing to get a stage name. I kind of dig it. Yeah, yeah. How has Complex Simplicity not been taken yet? Well, it's taken now. And kudos to you for getting on that. That's great. <laughs> Love it. And uh, Ashley Travis. Uh, we've got a lot of young judges right now. Um, what do you know about the law when you're so young? <laughs> so Ashley Travis was appointed by uh, Governor Lee to be our new um, circuit court judge for the 19th Judicial District. I thought she was my age. Well, she's younger than Not you. because she looks like she's my age. I just thought if you're a judge, you got to be at least my age. Yeah, you would think. Right? You know, usually judges are like, you think of like these old... You know, white men, yeah. white hair and beards, you know. Right. Uh, like Judge Shelton, for yeah. example. Perfect right. example. Right. Um, but yeah, but there's a lot of young ones out there right now. Very cool. Great yeah. list. And oh, one more. Number 10. All right. Josh Ward. Uh, Josh Ward uh, used to be a marketing guy for Milan Enterprises, and then he joined the uh, Economic Development Council. Hmm. And um, he was, in the last year, made the Vice President of Industrial Development, if I got that right. That's a fancy for title. For the uh, EDC. That's a good-looking business card, fancy title. That's right. Read more about all 10 whippersnappers on Chris's <laughs> list. Yeah, more to come from them. All right. All right. Um, the next thing, you know, usually we... Uh, we we don't do much with our competition. Usually, we don't. We talk don't about have our any competition. So I've seen the numbers. Just <laughs> shut them down. But um, the the Tennessean has investigative reporters. I was telling Ryan about this. I mean, they've got the resources to have people whose job is to do nothing but investigation. Right. And basically, it's like having a loaded cannon, and you aim that cannon at what you want to cover, and bam, you let it go, and that person spends eight hours a day, five days a week investigating, making calls, doing everything. We don't quite have those resources at Clarksville now. Um, We're close. We're getting there. And we do investigative journalism. But when, you know, when the big Nashville media steps in and starts devoting resources to covering something, it's hard to keep up with them. And and we concede that is important stuff. Right. So what they did. I'm not saying go get a subscription to the Tennessee. No. I mean, it's one story a year. I think they give give you like free. (laughs) They give you like five free. A month or something? Uh, yeah, you just clear your cookies and you can look at them again. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't pay, but I read the article. Mm-hmm. And and normally, I don't throw kudos to other people. Mm-hmm. They did a great job on this story. They did. This story, that they looked into homes that mm-hmm. were damaged in the tornado and found that some of them weren't up to code. Yeah. And this is this is shocking. I read it and I was so mad, mainly because we they scooped us. And secondly, <laughs> because of what people are having to deal with in this community, here we are just over a month away from the tornadoes, and what the Tennessean found through their investigation is some of these some of the homes built in Clarksville, the home was attached to the foundation, not with screws, with tape. Tape. Adhesive tape. tape. Yep. There is a builder, 
and they didn't release the name because they, you know, they didn't. They were, I don't they, know if they have the names. Yeah, they may not have the names, but they yeah. know that the inspectors have found things and mm-hmm. through research and all that stuff. They have found that there are homes in Clarksville. The house is attached to the foundation with tape, not with bolts, mm-hmm. not anywhere near not what. With, not with rebar. Exactly. Yeah. Tape. They're like, hey, you got that duct tape? Let's just go ahead and duct tape this house to the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many fingers to point. And I understand that builders have subcontractors. Mm-hmm. But your subcontractor, your name is on that subcontractor. Right. Because your name is on the house. If you're the builder, you're if, the builder. Exactly. The buck stops with you. So, I, I, I listen, I know there are fantastic builders in Clarksville that do an incredible job of making sure their subs are up to their standards mm-hmm. and, and, and they do those checks because they know when it's all said and done, their name is the one their right. the reputation goes with them. But another thing that, that floored me on this and made me mad was shame on the building inspectors. That is your job. You inspect buildings and the fact that you signed off on a home that was Attached to the foundation with tape. Like, Mm -hmm. that's your job. You're a building inspector. Your job is to inspect buildings. And the fact that it seems like some of these rubber, they're just getting rubber stamps. Like, oh, looks good, looks good, looks good. Like, what inspecting inspecting is going on when a house is being attached to the foundation with tape? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this is life and death situation here. I mean, it's not like... You know, back in the holla days in the mountains when, oh, we'll just pile up some bricks and we'll holler, just holler, holler, whatever. And we'll put a house on, you know, stones, you right, know, they're right, just stacked right. on top of each other. No, we live in an area that's prone to high winds right. all the time. And the I think this storm, was it 90 mile per hour winds? More than that, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's not a lot. You know, right. I mean, we've got, a, you know, a real propensity to have high wind uh, events in this area right and not necessarily even just a tornado but your house could be picked up and dropped back down pretty mm-hmm. easily yeah. if all that's holding it on there is straight nails or tape right you know you're it, the and the codes specifically say you're supposed to have these anchor points yep and apparent you know i don't know what year the houses were built that right. found this right. the this stuff i get the feeling some of this is going to end up getting sorted out in court but as you know, it should as it should because if if people lost their house because the house was not built properly and did not meet codes, there's a lot of people who are going to owe a lot of money in settlements or lawsuit verdicts over this stuff. I agree. Because what's the point of having codes? Mm-hmm. What's the point of making builders jump through hoops and 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 making the process what it is if you're not going to enforce those anyway? Yeah. If you're not checking yeah. to see... Whether or not, and I keep bringing up the tape because that's the absurd reality of it. If you are not even checking to see if a home is secured to the foundation with something more than tape, Mm -hmm. you should be held accountable. And I'm sorry if they find, and again, I'm going to, I'm not throwing anyone under the bus until the courts have their say and they will. And hopefully these families, attorneys will step in and help because imagine you just lost everything and now you got to get an attorney to sue your builder or the inspector who signed off on your home that was attached with tape and in four cases they didn't just lose their house they lost people they loved people died yeah right and i'm not saying that everybody who died was had a foundation that was you know Mm -hmm. built with tape 
But people should lose their jobs. People should be held accountable and families should be compensated. Yeah. If that's, if that's what, that's the case, right? So let the legal system work as it will. I just hope that the families that were affected by this will get some sort of help in all of this. It's, I read that story. And when I got to the tape part, I had to stop. I just Mm -hmm. say, it's been a long day. Did yeah. I really just read yeah. and that, that they was, found homes secured with and tape? This wasn't just some random like some guy said. Yeah, I looked at my the damage from my house and it had straight nails and tape. No, that was the National Weather Service's <laughs> right, damage right, assessment. Right, 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 they came through right, and looked at right. the storm damage yeah. to try to determine how strong the tornado was. Right, and they're going through looking at the storm damage and they're like. Holy crap, these houses are, it's nothing but straight nails yeah. going down from the framing into the foundation. Nails. Right. Not rebar. Right. Nails. Oh, here's some gorilla tape. Yeah. And so they were shocked yeah. and they put it in their report and they were, they're quoted in the Tennessean article as well. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. And, uh, and you know, one of the, the other things too about all this Knowing now what we do and knowing now that there were apparently houses built not that long ago. These were not, yeah. you know, 1950s houses. These were not homes built in the holler. Yeah. Um, you know, we probably do need to look at our codes mm-hmm. and figure out, yeah. are the codes strict enough? You know, right. um, are the inspections taking long enough? Maybe the building and codes department needs more money to hire more inspectors. Maybe we should raise the fees right. on new houses to mm-hmm. pay for that, yeah. you know, but somewhere in there, we got to make sure that in the mad rush to build Clarksville as fast as we're building it, that we are not cutting corners and, you know, doing stuff too fast and putting people's lives at risk. Because when a person buys a home being signed off on, Having the proper permits signed off on by inspectors, that is confidence to a builder. What that is, what a buyer is seeing and hearing in that is, okay, someone's checked on this. Mm-hmm. I can be confident in the fact that this house is built up to codes. Mm-hmm. But if we can't trust that, then what's yeah. the point? Right. What's right. the point of having codes if you can't enforce them? Yeah. You know, let's go back to the holler days where everyone's just yeah. throwing up shacks on the side of the road. Yeah. yeah. So interesting story. Kudos to you, the Tennessean. I always like to poo poo on the competition in this podcast because it's fun, but <laughs> credit where credit is due. Yeah, nice I work mean, on to that. To me, you know, the, uh, cause we had started looking into this, hit a bunch of roadblocks. And when I saw the Tennessean did it, part of me was like, ah, gosh, I wish we had been able to get to that. But part of me was like, I'm so glad that somebody got that story. Mm-hmm. Cause what matters is the story yeah. to me, you know, I mean, making sure that the people do right by our community. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and speaking of people doing right by our community, how awesome is the Jeep crew? Yes. The another crew. example. This yeah. is fantastic. This is another example of how wonderful this community is. And I think if you open your eyes to the reality of Clarksville, it's hard not to love Clarksville. I mean, we talked about it ad nauseum during the tornado and the recovery mm-hmm. about the citizens of Clarksville were so generous we had to tell them to stop volunteering because we couldn't keep up with the volunteers. We had to tell them to stop donating food because they couldn't distribute it fast enough. We had to stop uh, to tell them to stop donating goods because they were overwhelmed. I mean, we yeah. responded in such a way that we had to say stop because nobody could keep up with the generosity of Clarksville. And then you read about an organization like the Jeep crew, like, listen, I, I don't get Jeeps, but I don't have to get them, right? I see people driving around, and they got these... The rubber duckies. Yeah, they got pimped out Jeeps. With a and line of rubber ducks on the windshield. Right, and they're called Bob, and it's got a big, <laughs> big tires on it and lights. I, yeah. I, I'm floored that people 
have lights on their on their underneath their like I don't need to see your wheel well. Yeah. I don't get it, but I don't have to get it. But here's what take that aside. These people with the lights on their wheel wells are doing some really fantastic things and they're helping people and they're yeah. taking their Jeeps, which they spend a lot of money on, and they're proud of Bob the Jeep. And they're they're helping like if if somebody can't get to the hospital, if they work right. at this, the hospital. This is the next story, by the way, is what we're talking about. But right. we didn't really transition. Oh, next story. Yeah. Jeep crew. <laughs> so <laughs> so the, 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 if you contact the Jeep crew and you can't get to the hospital, if you're a nurse or a doctor, mm-hmm. they will come pick you up and they will take you. And mm-hmm. they've been pulling people out of ditches. Yeah. And they're not doing it for like, hey, my Venmo is Bob the Jeep. It's going to cost you a hundred <laughs> bucks. Like they're just, they're just stepping yeah. in and filling a need. And I love that. Yeah. Cause normally what they do is they have meetups, get yes. together in a parking yes. lot, look at each other's Jeeps, trade rubber ducks, whatever, yes. you know, and you know, talk about Jeeping and whatnot. Yeah. And it's just sort of a little community. Jeeping and whatnot. Yeah. It's a community. Yeah. And, and you know, we build communities around all kinds Absolutely. of weird things and, yeah. and all over the world. And so this is a community built around Jeeping. But man, when they um, when the storm happens, mm-hmm. they're out there pulling people out of ditches. So they've um, they've helped recover twenty cars. Wow! Just, just on Sunday night, twenty <laughs> oh, cars. Wow! And then on Monday, they helped another fifteen to twenty cars. You know how many tow trucks would have to be out there? You know, going around. And if you, all you've done is slip off the road, yeah. you don't need to be, be paying somebody five hundred yeah. bucks to come tow you when all you did was just slip off the road a little bit. Right. But these jeeps are just going around. Yep. Saying, hey, can I throw a chain under your car and pull you up? Sure. You know, and yeah. pulling people. That's just awesome. Normally, if you have lighted wheel wells, I'd make fun of you. <laughs> but just know this. If I see your Jeep with the lighted wheel wells and your name on the side and you're a member of the Clarksville Jeep crew, I will never make fun of you. That's right. As a matter of fact, I will salute you yeah. as you drive by with your very loud, oversized tires. Because you know what? <laughs> You're doing something fantastic, and yeah. it's another reason to love living in Clarksville because there's so many awesome people here. Yeah, yeah. And the well, Jeep crew awesome. is one of them. And they do it every year. Exactly. Every time, every time we have a Every time storm. there's a storm. There's flooding. There's mm-hmm. ice. You see the Jeep crew you, out there. Uh, you got towed out with the Jeep a couple of years ago so during a I was, rainstorm. I was at the mayor's power breakfast uh-huh. years ago. How, how do I keep getting invited to this thing? I don't know. I don't know. So the, woman, the, mayor, the mayor's like you for some must reason. Must be. Must be. Um, so the, 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 the Wilma Rudolph event center, the parking sucks. Let's just be honest. They did not make enough parking in that parking lot. Mm. I don't know why they don't expand it back. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So if you don't get there right away, Kevin Kennedy's taken all the good spots. Mm-hmm. And so you're stuck trying to find a place to park your car. Yeah. So it'd been raining out and I've got a little, uh, golf GTI. And so it's a sports car, right? It doesn't, doesn't have those big lighted wheels. No, on it. It, there's no lights in my wheel. Well, you wouldn't be able to see it anyway. If you drove a Jeep, you wouldn't have this problem. Exactly. Ryan. Yeah. So I had to park off the, off the road mm-hmm. on this side street somewhere. And it just rains, 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 rains. Well, the mares are done with their power breakfast. And I go out to my car and I am stuck. Mm-hmm. I can't get out because spinning. I, I'm spinning. I'm spinning and there's and, mud everywhere. Yeah. Right. And so a fellow in a Jeep, his, his wheel wells were not lit. And it was not named, <laughs> but he pulled me out free of charge and yeah. said, Hey, no worries, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, I think a part of it has got to be, you know, if you drive a Jeep, mm-hmm. you know, you want to have that cool, yeah. you know, um, chain thing, the roll up thing on the front yeah. of your Jeep yeah. or, or you want to, you know, buy the, but you buy these things. And it's like, 
I never get to use my cool, you know, chains yeah. and stuff. And so then when you have an opportunity, it's like, oh, oh, oh. yeah. Hey, I've got chains. Yep. Let me yep. fix you. Yep. You know, so it's it's a kind of awesome. Good stuff. Your move, Clarksville Bronco crew. That's right. Uh-huh. They get the Broncos out exactly. there. What are you doing, <laughs> Bronco crew? Not doing what the Jeep crew's doing. Bravo. Think, yeah. Honda Civic Club doesn't do anything like this. How the heck are you going to get it? <laughs> you know what you can pull on your Honda Civic? Nothing. You're not pulling anything out of nowhere. You're yeah. lucky. You're, you just, you know, just keep on driving. Yeah. Are you a member of the, of the Clarksville Civic Club? There, there is no Honda Civic Club. There's a Civitan Club. Chris joined a Civitan and he was like, hey, I've got a white Civic. Does that count? Is this only for tan Civics? Oh, that would be awesome. Hey! I should do that. I should yeah. go down to Civitan. Yeah. Is this for? I know I didn't see any tan Civics in the par- parking lot. Oh, I've got, I've got a white one. Can I get in this club? <laughs> wow, that's okay. a good joke. It's a good dad yeah, joke. Yeah, that's between the whippersnappers jokes. and the tan mm-hmm. Civics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, this one's going to get five hundred and one lessons. <laughs> all right, next that. story: Rawlings Road. Do you know where the Rawlings Road bridge, bridge is? Yes, yes, I you do. do. Yeah. All right, well, guess what? It's closed. What? They're closing it. Uh, they have shut it down. TDOT came in and said, hey, this bridge, it ain't working. Yeah. So they shut it down. Um, so they're going to have to, so there's a lot of people who live in that area who are going to have to basically detour um, to uh, to, st- to avoid Rawlings Road Bridge until it can be rebuilt. How long are they are they saying it's going to take to get this thing rebuilt? Uh, well, it's going to cost about $620,000 okay. of uh, county highway department money. Now, um, if it's on the same timeline as widening I twenty four in Trenton Road, oh, it will not. That road will that bridge will be replaced <laughs> in eleven years. Surely not. Um, but it's going to take eighty working days. So not, okay, you know, All right. eighty working days to, to fix it once they start. Yeah, you know, of course they have to start. Yeah, they got to get going. Um, but you know, it, it, what struck me as I was reading this is like. There's a lot of little bridges like that mm-hmm. all over Montgomery County. Yeah. Don't start looking into this or else we're going to be landlocked. Won't oh. be able to go anywhere because all the bridges will be shut down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the cool things about having all these creeks and you know, we've got good water supply yeah. and you know all this beautiful natural area is, um, is there's a lot of bridges. Yes, there is. So, yeah, but T-Dot said we got we to gotta fix that one. We'll so all need the Jeep detour. crew to get us across the water. Yeah, yeah. You know? Turn into the ferry crew. It's good to know. Yeah, we need a, we need a Clarksville ferry crew. The That'd ferry awesome. just yeah. people who, who go up and down the creek beds with flatbed uh, rafts. What is this? The and- Oregon Trail. <laughs> so, if you've been fascinated with those people since you played the Oregon Trail in middle school, the what trail? Oregon Trail. The Oregon Trail. Why do you say it's it? Oregon. It's Oregon. It's not Oregon. It's a G O N at the end. It's not an E N. Oh my lord! Find the Oregon. Yeah. The Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. No, Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. All right. Here, I'm correcting the broadcast guy. Yeah, You're exactly. supposed to know these things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another thing. We got, Tan Civics. <laughs> we got uh, $2.5 million in some federal grants recently. Oh, what do we get that for? We got it for some sidewalks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that kind of nice? Where are they building these sidewalks, Chris? Saying, hey, wait a minute. $2.5 million. Yeah, that's actually some pretty cool grant. And knowing the way it costs to build things, that'll just build 100 feet of sidewalks <laughs> Probably on so. the side of Rossview Road. So it's uh, for two locations. And these are already planned uh, locations where we were going to be building these sidewalks. Yeah. But now we got a little bit of uh, a little bit of help from the federal government yeah. for this to the tune of $2.5 bucks. Uh, one along uh, Peachers Mill Road, all right, and another one along uh, Crossland Avenue, um, basically between Lowe's and um, the library. Okay, uh, yeah. back back by Madison yeah. Street. But the Peachers Mill Road one is really badly needed. That is yeah. a very residential area. 
uh, with a lot of people uh, walking on the side. You know, it's one of those where there's ruts on the side of the road. Because, yeah, there's a know, lot of that walk. in Clarksville. When I head home, I go on Dunbar Cave Road and I will go near the intersection of Dunbar Cave and Rossview. You will see kids walking in the ditch. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think if you got to walk in a ditch, we can get a bus to take you home. Drives me crazy because yeah. there's no sidewalks. And there's not even, and it's, not, it's one thing if it's no, no sidewalks, right? Mm-hmm. If there's level grass you can walk on or whatever. But the fact that they have to walk in like ditches, yeah, that just kind of. Mm. You know, and people talk, this is a little pet peeve of mine. Oh, you here know, it comes. People complain about, you know, oh, why aren't kids outside playing? Why aren't they outside playing? Well, why don't you stop building neighborhoods designed to be only accessible by cars? Right, what right. What happened to building neighborhoods where that are designed for kids to run around and play? Right. And instead, we build ditches on both sides of a, a two-lane highway right. and with no sidewalk, no ability to go from one neighbor's house to right. the other without walking in a ditch, yeah. you know? I mean, when I was a kid, we'd run all over the neighborhood because there were neighborhoods designed to run around the neighborhood. Right, and they had parks in the middle and that There's sort of thing. There's a lot yeah. of neighborhoods yeah. in Clarksville that are not designed for anything but driving into your garage right. and driving out of your garage. Mm-hmm. And that's just sick. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. I don't like it. That's Chris's pet peeve. Yeah. Should we make a segment on the on the podcast where every week Chris runs down his pet peeve? My pet peeves? Yeah. Yeah. CPP. <laughs> Chris, Chris pet peeve. It's time for another Chris's pet peeve. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> um, so... We got that. Uh, All right. And final story. Here we go. The governor. Um, so I was really excited. The governor mascot, you know, the... Um, I love the governor mascot. So do you like the new one or do you like the old one? The new muscly one? Yeah. I like the new muscly one. You do? We're moving in the right direction. I think the best mascot, the, the best form of the governor mascot was in the 80s when he had that monocle in the top hat and he looked yeah. old time, like no mustache. I yeah. do think it's cool though because... I mean, how many teams are the Bears yeah. or the Tigers? The Tigers. Mm-hmm. Like we, we kind of stuck with that Governor P thing. We're rolling with it. There's only one yeah. school that the mascot is the governor. Is the governor? I, wonder, I mean, he, it's a political office. Exactly. Right. <laughs> our, exactly. Our mascot is a political office. Exactly. Which I think you is know. fantastic. And the and yes, the current Austin P governor mascot looks absolutely nothing mm-hmm. like. Former Governor Austin, Austin P. P. Yeah, it looks more like Chris than it does <laughs> former Governor well, Austin he's P. The, he's got the lower goatee. Uh, he I, does. I don't have a mustache, but it's cool. I love the stylized version of the logo because it looks yeah. cool. Well, and that's the, neat because it looks uh, vaguely intimidating. It does. The, we're talking about the logo, not the mascot. Right. Um, the mascot sort of kind of matches that. Yeah. But it's cool, yeah. and the, that they're leaning into the mustache, mm-hmm. the stashville, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know this. But there's two different kids that play the governor. Is one short and angry, the other one's tall and, and, funny <laughs> and, and pleasant. Right, right. <laughs> they they got to work it out. So they, depending on the mood, um, and the and the, the the kids that they've got playing the governor right now, I don't know which one won the award. That's the story we're talking about, folks. Is the governor won the best mascot award? Yeah. I don't know which in, kid in, was in it in the open division. I'm, we'll leave that detail out. Well, because Nobody well, cares. people get mad about it because, you know, technically it was my alma mater, um, Aubie of uh, Auburn University, won the main national mascot competition. That is but the biggest the load of division, crud in the world, and here's why. <laughs> Auburn is an incredible mascot. Auburn can't funny. even figure out what it is. 
They got eagles and tigers. <laughs> and make up your mind. What are you? Are you a war eagle or are you a tiger? Make up your mind. Hey, we are so awesome. We get two overpriced garbage. You know, Austin P. It, reasonable one mascot. You, you know what the name of our of our eagle is? Because we use, we put have a live eagle that we that, you know flies around the field and all. You know you know what his name is? Massive tuition bills. Tiger. Oh, 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 hey, 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 hey. Um, But yeah, Austin P won the best mascot ever at the National Mascot Association. Open open division. Um, And I will say this kid that's playing Austin P now, the Gov, he's got some moves. Mm -hmm. I've seen him at basketball and football games. This kid can move. So is he he dancing? Oh, yeah. Is he like doing Macarena Uh stuff? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Or she, I don't know. I've never seen underneath the yeah. the Gov costume, but he's really fantastic. You know, I'm looking in the uh, the article because this is a news release that was sent over by Austin yeah. P. And um, and I don't see the name of the people who do the. Well, maybe, it's, maybe it's secret. Maybe, maybe they don't want. Maybe it's like you know, Peter. No it's one like, wants to. It's like Santa Claus, right? No one wants to know that Peter Parker is Spider Man or Shh, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Me. Oh my lord! Clark Kent, by the way, doesn't just look like Superman. Turns out he is. And maybe they want to keep the gov having secret you identity. We really need to have spoiler alerts on this program. <laughs> maybe they just want to you just shatter the, the dreams of so many comic fans. <laughs> Wait a minute. Clark Kent is Superman? That's right. So, yeah. So, congratulations. Uh, I started to call him Aubie. Congratulations, Gov. What's his name, by the way? Is he go- Austin P. No, the mascot. The governor. The governor? Yeah. I mean, they don't call him Austin. No, they right. don't call him. They so just call the him. Governor? He's the gov. He the gov. He's the gov. Yeah, the gov. Okay, he's the gov. All right. Well, yeah. Congratulations, gov, because that's that's pretty cool. You know, what I'd like yeah. to see next year hmm. at an Austin P game. What's that? Let's have a gov off. Let's a see gov-off? who's the better dancer. Okay. Austin P, the governor, the mascot, the gov, uh-huh. or Tennessee Governor Bill Lee. Ooh, have a gov off. That'll be fun. And then if we play against a Kentucky team, we can have a gov off between the gov. Bill Lee and Andy Bashir. Bashir would win. Have a dance off. Bashir would win. He's an excellent dancer. You think so? Have you oh, seen yeah. him dance? Oh yeah. I've never seen Bill Lee dance. Yeah, he does the whole jazz thing. <laughs> <laughs> Most of those stories that we talked about on this podcast you can find on ClarksvilleNow.com. Most of them, except Most for them. one. For the first time ever, except the Clarksville Rundown includes a story from the Tennessean. Yeah. Owned by Gannett. Yeah, and don't click on it too many times or you'll have to clear your cash again. Yeah, you only get like five. Here's, here's the thing. Clarksville now, the, the story about the, the foundations, you can find that on the Tennessee. Yeah. Um, Clarksville now is free and you don't have to refresh your cookies to get it free. It's That's always right. free. Always free. Not hidden behind a paywall that can be easily around, gone, gone around by just clearing your cookies. But it's <laughs> always free. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I should probably cut that part out. No, no, no. Keep that in. Keep that in. Everybody knows it. It's the worst kept secret in all of media. And that is the Clarksville Rundown, a Clarksville Now original podcast. Thanks for listening.